0: This edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Tuesday. I'm Alison Katskowski, your host. I have a great guest today. I'm, I just connect with the most amazing people online um, to, to, to to talk with on the in this space for you. Um, but I'm actually, I'm talking to a really cool dude today. His name is David Bransky, and he calls himself a brain reboot specialist. And we're going to have, talk about all things stress and And all of that, and I'm just I'm super excited. So, David, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Allison, thank you so much for having me on.
0: Absolutely. So, so what? Why don't you? Why don't we talk a little bit about your background first? Kind of what got you to being a brain reboot specialist, and then we'll then we'll take it from there.
1: Well, if anybody's ever experienced uh, a spiritual path, you know, Mm -hmm. or or starting a spiritual path, uh, Mm -hmm. starting a diet, starting anything where there's a bit of like a crash in course. Uh, in their life,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, born, born and raised in LA, uh, West side, you know, right next to the beach, my whole life.
0: Wow.
1: And, uh, in my, my early twenties, uh, pretty much just experienced the opportunity of various types of modalities uh, uh-huh. all, over, all over the map. Yeah. and In essence, I, I was really involved in motorcycling in some capacity, selling them, teaching people how to ride motorcycles, fixing them. And a lot of motorcycling is not only just mental, but also physical dexterity. Of course. At any rate, a group of guys I was riding motorcycles with uh, did some really neat kind of process that was hard to understand. I tried to box it. And, you know, is it like chiropractic? Is it like Reiki? Like, I don't understand how this process works, but it seems like it's about achieving better balance, which I was pursuing at the time. So I, I experienced the process that he provided at the time. He's no longer around, unfortunately. But uh, I was enamored at the the experience. It's hard mm-hmm. to put into words. And I learned from the pe- people that created this process, and I really have just been tunnel visioned into doing this for a living since then. So yeah, I mean, pretty much since two thousand seven, I've been doing this full time, and mm-hmm. recently moved to uh, the Middle Tennessee area. You know, reestablishing myself here, leaving the practice mm-hmm. back in LA behind.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, I mean, it's probably one of the most miraculous stress release processes I have ever encountered. And I oh,
0: I love I, I'm I know I'm going to love our conversation around this because I'm I'm fascinated in general with energy and energy movement and how to get rid of negative energy, how to use energy in the best way for you, because you know, we're, we're made of energy, you know, energy is everywhere. I mean, we're energetic beings in a physical form. So I just know this is going to be a, a juicy conversation. So, so what exactly is a brain reboot specialist? That's what you call yourself.
1: It is. It's a very unique line of work. Um, it is hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no electrodes or, or <laughs> we yeah. don't use stones. You know, we don't uh, we don't have anything except it's old school method uh-huh. uh, and works Basically, everything you mentioned there about that we are energy and information. So, we are. Yeah. If we could break it down, that your brain absorbs information about your environment internally, yeah. externally, mm-hmm. it's got to prioritize its life energy. I mean, it, there's a lot on its plate. It's got to keep you up with gravity. So, when we're under stress, the body goes through a sequence of events to mm-hmm. protect itself. And it happens so quickly. It's Term is fight or flight, faint or freeze. Mm -hmm. The problem this day and age is that we don't fight and we don't flee. It and what we do is we actually stuff it. So the sequence of events for it, if you could visualize, is that one side of your brain slows down and the other side of the brain speeds up. You have two brain hemispheres, each hemisphere controlling the opposite half of the body. So the body will express itself with weak muscles on one side and tense muscles on the other, creating physical expression of imbalance. You'll see that one leg will appear shorter than the other if you you sit down and put your feet in front of you. Uh, you'll see that, like you know, if anything that there's issues or you feel bound up, it's normally on one favored side of the body. And, and mm-hmm. what is that all about? Yeah, it's simply because your body is constantly in the state of uh, prepared for battle mode, mm-hmm. and the body, even though you know there's no battle, your body doesn't know how to come out of that battle mode, and so it it depletes our life energy. And so we have ailments, issues, mm-hmm. uh, symptoms, and, you know, much like a weed, it, it, you know, the dandelions in a garden, pluck them out all that you like, but the thing is you got to get to the root.
0: Oh um, yeah. I love that because, you know, one of the things I talk about quite a bit in, in my line of work with, you know, fitness and mindset and self-care is you know, we, we get really good at what we do often. That's one of the things I like to, to mention, um, because it's just one of the things I notice in people. And sometimes that's those are patterns and thoughts that don't serve us, um, as well as patterns and thoughts that do serve us. Um, so I find it really interesting that, you know, we're talking, when you when you were talking about how we're so quick to revert to what is going to protect us, what the term I like to use is that's our lower brain you know, basically trying to keep us safe. You know, that's that's where the limiting beliefs come up and the, you know, that's that split second judgment that, oh, I better not do that because it's probably not a good idea or whatever. And and I think this in and of itself really keeps people from doing a lot of things that can potentially change their life.
1: It's, it's so phenomenal what we're capable of um, mm-hmm. and something done in 15 seconds. It's very quick. Yeah. And it really is actually... The analogy, if you've been around long enough around computers, the old term control, alt delete, you need to (laughs) reboot
0: your
1: your computer. And it's really quite phenomenal at what are, what we are capable of doing in essence. And the truth of the matter, I I like using Bruce Lipton, who's a, he's really renowned for cellular biology, but he he Uh basically talks about using the epigenetics, which means the, the genes are expressed with the perception of the environment. Uh Uh-huh. And that there's two stages. You're either in a state of fear and protection or a state of love and growth. And that a cell goes one towards the other. It cannot do both. Yeah. So the thing is, if your body, if your system is under stimulation, changes, challenges, and stress, your system doesn't have the easy opportunity of feeling creative, expansive, right. at right. rest, you know, fully functional. And, I mean, you've been in the gym for decades helping people. The, the small example is like you take a, a two pound dumbbell. Uh-huh. Two pounds does not weigh a lot. Yeah. You know, it's not an aberrant thing. But if you carry that dumbbell around every single day, all the things that you're doing over time, you're like, God, you know, my shoulder, my my arm here. I mean, it's just, it's all of that simply because we're holding on to that two pounds. Mm-hmm. The reboot process we do. Let's your system recognize it can let go of the Mm -hmm. two pounds.
0: So let go of the, the, something that could potentially be weighting you down. No pun intended, right?
1: A hundred percent. And yeah, it's really the truth.
0: Yeah. And, and, and really that's a lot of what stress does to us because stress is really our response. I mean, stress isn't like, you know, a long work day or, financial constraints or health problems or whatever i mean what creates the stress is what we think and believe and how we respond to it
1: quite a significant one i mean there's different types of stress so there's mm-hmm. you know there's mental emotional right. physical gravity chemical electromagnetic i mean it it wins in the end so there's no like a trophy that you receive at the <laughs> at the end of this journey but how well you are in relationship with it you know how well you function in this life that that's a significant Quite significant. In fact, if I could, I mean, correlate, hopefully, people can relate to this part. You'll see just with electromagnetic uh, mm-hmm. fluorescent light bulbs, cell phones, computers, uh-huh. you know, just a lot of social media, the technology, everything's speeding up. So the brain speeds up and it just doesn't come back to that normal rhythm called alpha anymore. An yeah. idle speed, kind of like for a car. Yeah. And the downfall is that people have a lot of anxiety they're there. It's very hard for them to stay focused. It's like a goldfish has better attention span than we do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And if we don't, if we come out of that anxiety, we go into a a depression, which Mm -hmm. is actually a good thing. But the problem is that a lot of people don't like the depression because they're feeling influence in this day and age to be excited about everything. Totally. So go totally back into excitement and then yeah. down into depression. So it's these vacillations. Or we're
0: told, or we're also told and, and trained to believe that if we, if we say no, or that we don't want to do that, or, you know, by you know, for example, prioritizing yourself, there's kind of a belief out there that that's being selfish, you know, and, and that could look like a number of different things It could mean like you're to use your point you know, staying off social media, except for very small amounts or, you know, deciding not to be a part of that. And there's a part of us that feels like we're missing out. And then there's another part of us that knows how much we need to do it. So there's kind of an internal struggle going on too.
1: Very much. And if, if we're not able to connect to our gut feeling or Mm -hmm. our heart feeling We're in our head where there's yep. no vision that your headspace just has a lot of intellect, but it doesn't have vision. Right. And so there's this argument I'm sure you've seen or experienced where it's the head versus the heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can get the brain to slow down, to get out of the way we, the the voice the, our inward voice works better and we do move in the, the direction we're more naturally wanting to do but sometimes we actually have to turn our back on what we think our life is supposed to be like in our head. Yeah. So the social media thing, indeed, if we give our power away to that, it's very mm-hmm. hard for us to regain our own voice. And well, and it's also
0: about, I think the temptation today, is, the temptation is there for so many people to just, you know, compare themselves to because, you know, social media is, does really well with showing all the, the glamor and the positive stuff and, you know, the perfect life and all that, but that it doesn't show, you know, anything about what it's really like behind the scenes. And so I think people walk around with this false impression that their life is supposed to be a certain way. And when it's not, it's just this automatic, you know, oh, I've just, I failed. I'm not going to be good enough, et cetera, et cetera.
1: The neat thing I've experienced with this process mm-hmm. is instead of it being talk therapy, uh-huh. uh, you know, or it Exercise really, in my opinion, is the best vitamin anybody could ever take.
0: Totally, could not agree and more.
1: I think uh, it's really quite vital, and I mean we're we're more obese than we've ever been before. Mm-hmm. At any rate, another subject, but yeah, <laughs> the thing I've noticed with this process done so quickly is is that um, the person feels more grounded and congruent and it's not like a self-help course that you need to hear that you you walk away from you actually get it in your body and you just feel more uh grounded, calm and congruent. There's just less unnecessary drama running uh-huh. and it's really quite lovely to see, you know, when uh-huh. people's lives start running a bit better. There's less suffering involved.
0: Yeah. Well, but I think suffering for a lot of people, I don't want to, I'll stop short of calling it a conscious choice. I just think that people, because I don't think people consciously want to suffer, but, but I also think that it's all can be a product of just making decisions in the same way and doing things in the same way that don't necessarily help you or serve you for the long run. So to your point, it's, it's, you know, we have to get to that point where we're sick and tired of being sick and tired before we're going to be open to <laughs> right. doing something different. Right.
1: hundred percent. Uh, I mean, suffering is so addictive. It's just fascinating. I know I mean, we need it more than food, drugs, mm-hmm. water. I mean, it's just amazing what people will. Yeah. will hold on to, you know, even yeah. a story about themselves or, or some sort of history about their family. Mm-hmm. And it's a choice for them to take that on, or if it's a choice for them to let that, story that belief system go.
0: Yeah, totally. It's tough.
1: It's tough.
0: It is tough because we get good at what we do often. You know, we're creatures of habit. We we like to do the same things. I mean, we just do. We want simplicity. You know, we don't want to have to think about it. And, you know, it's whether that's a good habit or a bad habit, you know, we we just get good at what we keep repeating.
1: Yeah. It, it's a routine. Uh, yeah. I mean, going back to the brain, I've heard different numbers, 45 days, 60 days, 90 days, 180 days, but um, it does take, you know, like, what are we now? We are in mid-March. So we're right around the cusp of 90 days from the new year's, Yeah, you know, and you being in the gym, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it where people are really jazzed in the the gym is very very popular oh, all the time
0: all the time at the beginning of the <laughs> year
1: january 1st and then by the end of february march you get to see who the regulars are
0: yeah or if it's that long cuz i think people right. people think it's just there's going to they're going to decide to do all the right things and they're going to see results really quickly you know and and you know you know to piggyback on what i was saying we're you know think about you doing a habit consistently for months and months and months whether it's going to bed too late or or eating too much or not being physically active you're not going to change that in a week or a month you know it takes you have to commit to loving the journey and loving the process and what it's teaching you you know you want to commit to that and then you're going to get the outcome that you want but i think for so many people they want the result right away which is a product of the society that we live in we expect things to happen quickly
1: yeah i agree i i think that uh, without taking ownership and responsibility for the things that are going on in her life, it's definitely yeah. going to be a yeah. tough one for sure.
0: so so back to what we were talking about in terms of you know this process that you teach about you know helping people literally like recalibrate their quote unquote life energy. I'm just wondering if you could kind of break that down into some really simple terms like, First of all, let's define what life energy actually is, you know, for just in a, sim- a simple definition. And then maybe you could offer up, you know, two or three easy tips for how to use your life energy better.
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, life energy um, without the woo woo kind of you know, point to it is that you know, like a battery, you know, yep. you've got to charge it up. And then when you use it, there's a discharge.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: if you do that cycle over and over and over, it doesn't hold the charge as much, let's say, as when it, Was new.
0: Yeah. Kind of like charging Um, your phone too often. You're going to run the battery down, right?
1: Exactly. You know, I mean, we do break down after a certain period of time. I mean, right around in our our mid 50s, give or Mm -hmm. take, depending, uh, you know, cells do not replicate uh, as well as they do, let's say, for example, then where we're born. Mm -hmm. So uh, the one suggestion is to actually sit down and look at the stress that's going on in your life that you can be aware of and acknowledge two would also be is there anything that you can do about it you know and then three is to see those challenges uh shifting
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you know and again it does take time but if you practice that and rehearse it, it you'll it's the marathon not the sprint in life yeah
0: so uh, what would be some easy ways then for people listening to let's say they're going to really dial in and on try to tackle this one step at a time. What are, what are some easy, you know, a perspective that you could offer that would maybe reassure people that, that they'll know that it's working. I mean, can it really be that simple?
1: It's actually coming back to simplicity. You know, I hear these things about like these uh, these hijacks or the, uh, these uh, game changing activities that, you know, brings your game up to the next level in life. And Mm -hmm. um Unfortunately, I think it really actually comes down to simplicity once again. Yeah. Um, So there's three main things. One is for you to think and feel more uh, positive, um, but not denying the negative, not avoiding it because it is information that's important for you to, to integrate with an exercise or routine that isn't hard on the body. You know, walking is great. Running is bad sprinting would be better than running than a marathon in regards to, you know, physically. Yeah.
0: I love that you bring that up because in my field, it's always about, you know, working as hard as you can in the gym, you know, and, and getting the best workout that you can. And, you know, I'll be the first to say that that's important, but, but from a stress perspective, your body looks at a really hard workout in the same way as being emotionally overloaded. It stresses stress to your body. So your body's going to respond in the same way. So I'm really glad you brought that up.
1: You know, the other big thing, if you're an automobile, what kind of gasoline are you putting in it? So th- the biggest component nutrition wise mm-hmm. uh, is for your relationship with sugar mm-hmm. um, because it's in everything. And I know a bunch of vegan people that think that they eat well because they're vegan and they don't eat meat and how wonder they feel. I mean, bread is still vegan.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, yeah. so it's the relationship with sugar that that's probably in a nutshell, the simplistic one, I'd yeah. recommend write down what you're eating and consuming and not even having to change it. But if you write it down, you'd be, you know, it's forcing you to actually look at what yeah. your diet consists of. And then mm-hmm. through that discomfort, yeah. you know, just add something or shift something gently and just watch how much easier it is when you you know, do the long haul, as opposed to like the diets, I'm sure, you know, it just, you don't work. They oh and, Well, it's just,
0: people just focus, they want results quickly or they, or they, you know, they say, well, I've been, a, have been good for like two months or three months. Why aren't I seeing changes? And it's like, you got to be in it for the long haul, you know, instead of just focusing squarely on the outcome, you got to be in it for the long haul and what that change is going to give you like long-term.
1: Absolutely. Yep. You know, I, uh, I am not a nutritionist. So I, when people come in, I mean, they do mention that issues that they have going on in their life. Mm -hmm. And in regard, because it's such an emotional connection with food, I tend to be very gentle when giving suggestions as to what's going on for people, but it's really actually just getting into a good relationship, the perspective, the attitude you have, like, I mean, I'm going to throw my wife underneath the the counter, but she really (laughs) likes chocolates or Snickers, you know, Hershey's Uh at the end of the day.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And quick energy fix.
1: Uh, yeah. And at the same time, though she'll look at me while she's doing it, you know, as though like she's teasing me to, you know, make her wrong for having it or whatnot. I, <laughs> I simply yeah. don't I don't entertain that whatsoever. I support her having it. Yeah. And so then, you know, she, she doesn't get that satisfaction of, you know, feeling guilty or bad about eating these items from me. Now yeah. it's on her. You know. Well, at and- the at the
0: end of the day, we own our choices you know, and and the the sooner, the sooner that we take responsibility and own our choices, then the, 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 not just the quicker, are we going to be able to see what is going to be a good path forward for us? But then we can just, you know, if you want to stay on that path, that's fine, but own it, you know, just own it and take responsibility for it.
1: Yeah. And again, changing the emotional attitude you have towards the items that you like eating or feeling guilty about,
0: Yeah. Just own it, It you know, and and accept it if that's, that's how, that's how you want it to be. Right.
1: Yes. The other thing I did want to mention uh, the relationship, if you're going to spend a third of your life sleeping, you know, Mm -hmm. try and make sure that your bed uh, or wherever it is that you're sleeping, that it is, you know, it's, it's dark, it's quiet, preferably a phone, you know, that you're off of it 30 minutes to an hour before you go to bed. Uh And again, doing this day in and day out that it does pay off down the long run because- Um, it's a new field but there's validity in it about uh, building biology and uh, the study of electromagnetic frequencies or emfs mm-hmm. they exist i mean it for sure it, like people working in offices around fluorescent lighting and computers and so forth their their bodies are more rigid than someone let's say that works outside in the field um, not surrounded by all of these different kinds of Uh, EMFs.
0: Yeah. Well, I just you know what I love about this conversation is is that you know at first when you hear the word brain reboot, you you think I think initially you think this is going to be such a long drawn out process, you know, or I'm going to have to go in and have tests and all this kind of stuff. Right. But but really, what what this comes down to, and what is really coming up for me, is a lot of these are just simple daily practices to commit to. You know to. You know, evaluate where you are. Evaluate how it's really making you feel, and just really check in with yourself on that. And then, where can we make the simplest changes and start with that? I mean, to me, that's like the best way to create—you know—to correct a pattern of you know not putting yourself first, and you know, particularly in the line of self-care, since that's what this show is about.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have a support system mm-hmm. uh, when you're trying to go through these changes. Yeah. You know yeah
0: or or not, or not and not just react emotionally you know to you know say you know honor your feelings but at the same time recognize that if you want things to be different you you're going to have to change it
1: the here's one thing if i may add um uh, mm-hmm. hopefully this doesn't get too dark but it, it is an important topic in itself i've run into several people the last year or two that you know, they've confessed the, the ones that do confess are like, you know, I, I think about suicide. I think about ending it. You know, I think mm-hmm. about like, there's no way out. I can't figure a way around this. Yeah. And the funny thing, interestingly enough, I hear from other people in the past when they hear this is that, Oh, that's horrible that you guys should go see somebody there that there's, you shouldn't feel or think like that. Yeah. And I agree with you. Interestingly enough, I've actually given support by saying, Oh, that's a good thing. This is good.
0: Yeah. Go, totally.
1: How is it good? It's like, well, you got to look at the aspect of like, oh, this is good information. That means that there's something new that's coming in that yeah, I can't figure a way out. And it's pretty much just letting go, surrendering, trusting, and that you're there. Well, is and I a think one of the worst things lot, that we can that tell ourselves, figure out.
0: yeah, I think one of the worst things we can tell ourselves is that we don't know. Because if you keep telling yourself, I don't know, I wish I knew, I'm just not smart enough. I wish I could figure it out. You keep telling yourself that then all you're going to see is evidence that that's the truth. You know, that's just your brain directing you. Well, this is what you're telling me. So therefore, this is the way that it is. You know, and I think we have to really check ourselves and be ready to call ourselves out when, you know, we're not really managing our thoughts in the best way. You know,
1: there's a documentary. Oh, God, it must be about a decade ago. I wish I remember the name of it. But There was a guy that uh, hit his head Uh and he had amnesia. and they're following him around as he's trying to pretty much put things back together. Mm -hmm. And you can see like old video of, of him, a VHS or whatever the case was, his personality and how he was and type a personality and so forth. And then after the, the amnesia experience, he didn't have a belief system. He didn't have a story about who he was and he started over and he was more accessible. He was Mm -hmm. softer. Mm -hmm. Um, He listened better. He wasn't as rigid or tough uh, with his family members and friends. It was really such a phenomenal thing to witness that if you don't have that stuff running in your head, I mean, imagine really kind of like, who are you then if you don't have those stories to tell you who you are?
0: Well, I think uh, we get really, again, we get really good at what we do often, you know, And, and a lot of what we tell ourselves is a story. And the, you know, the, you know, the good news is, is that we can change that. You know, we can change our story. We don't have to live by what we believe our story is. You know, we're, ca- we're capable of changing that if we're willing to do the work.
1: I think, I think there is a poor relationship with stories that don't fit us. I think mm-hmm. stories are there for, for us to have a gauge
0: mm-hmm. as
1: to how we are moving through life. Yeah. Well, it gives
0: us, it gives us a frame of reference, but at the same time, if we're we're always, if we're always going back to it, well, this is just, this is just, you know, and I'll give you an example, you know, people say, well, I know how I am. I know I won't be able to do that because I just know myself. I know how I am. Right. You know, and, and to some degree, that's a story and, you know, pardon my, pardon my French, but I just, I call bullshit on that. You know, it's like, you can let it be, you can let your story kind of dictate whether or not you're successful or not. Or you can say, you know, really challenge yourself and say, you know, how can I make this a little bit different?
1: Yeah. So the brain, that's a really good thing to bring up. The brain works very well, much like a parachute. Yeah. And so the thing that, um, uh, that works well is questions. A lot of people like to give answers to uh, some sort of conclusion to something. What's neat that I found, and I've been practicing it myself off and on for the last several years is how can it get better than this? Yeah. Or what new things will be coming in through this experience? Yeah. And I love that. I'm not answering the question, but asking the question in a positive way, like the, yeah, or the in an, or an
0: expansive way, you know, like how, yes. you know, in a and way I, that I really like my challenges us to be creative. receiving the yeah.
1: information better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a much more, um, I think that's a thought that probably ends up serving us better too, in the long run, you know, and how, how can, what more can I get from this? that's going to help me, you know, or, or how can I make this easy for me in the long run, you know, and, or something like that. You know, I think we have to find the language that we really resonate with.
1: It's amazing. It doesn't cost any money. You don't have to go anywhere to do it, but it is, if you, just practicing that little bit out, not trying mm-hmm. to figure it out because that gets into yeah. trouble, but yeah. really actually just asking things like that. Or if I may, uh, mm-hmm. another example very near to this would be, uh, and I did, it you know, it's learned behavior. You shouldn't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah. You have to do this. You must do that. You should do this. Mm-hmm. And it's all of these dictatorial, you know, no yeah. options, no choices type of tone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the the thing that's interesting is that, well, you know, what if that's not the case? What yeah. if there actually is another option that I just, I don't know exists. Yeah. And just by asking the question without even answering it, you're not stuck. You're not locked in. You didn't paint yourself in the corner.
0: Yeah, Totally. Totally. Or one of the things I like to tell myself sometimes when I'm feeling challenged or when I don't know is I'll say, I will know the right answer um, when it comes to me, you know, because I'm, I'm putting my brain on alert that I will be looking for a new answer, you know, and I'll trust myself to know what that is.
1: I'm with that. Yeah. And if you don't like the choice that was made, you make a new choice.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like there's no such thing as a perfect decision. You know, we make the best decision we can and then we make the next decision. Right. Yeah. 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 It's all all very true. So so this is all I just I love having conversations like this because I just think this is where so many people get hung up in terms of how they prioritize themselves and how they take care of themselves. And I think the more simple things that we can offer people I think we're going to, we're going to be able to better serve and help more people in the long run. So um, let's say someone out there is listening though, and they're thinking, okay, maybe this could work for me, but maybe they're thinking, wow, it sounds like a whole lot. I have absolutely no idea where to start. What would you tell them?
1: I mean, if they're out there in the wilderness and got nothing going on, one is I would be honest where you're at. Mm -hmm. How did you get yourself there? Uh, the next thing I would do is feel your feet on the ground with your knees bent and you'd be surprised if you get your shoulders to kind of relax and collapse Mm -hmm. and then just start feeling into your body again, wherever you're at, and then make a decision more. So from there, Mm -hmm. make it where you're a little bit more in your body.
0: So in other words, not a knee jerk reaction, but a more thoughtful, intentional thing. reaction, right?
1: The thousand miles starts with, uh, with one foot in front of the other.
0: That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. Every goal starts with the first step, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, if anybody knows who Jack Lane was, he's absolutely a phenomenal person. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, perfect example, I think of how to live a life and, uh, he always said, it's never too late to start. You could start today. It's never too late. Never yeah. too Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I always say that too, um, you know, to any number of people that decide they want to start taking better care of their bodies. It's it's that ship has never sailed. You know, that's one of the things I always say it's, it's, it's always a good day to begin something new. That's going to help you. So, um, Dave, David, this has been fantastic. Where can people find you?
1: uh brainbalance studio.com or brain reboot and uh you can find me on Instagram at balance with or YouTube as well um brain balance studio
0: Oh, brain and, ba- forgive
1: me I'm so- and, and located in um just south of Nashville Tennessee
0: Okay okay so so your Instagram again was balance with bransky
1: Balance with Bransky and it's Bransky with a Y.
0: Okay. Gotcha. And brainbouncestudio.com. Yes, ma'am. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Awesome. So if anyone out there is listening and feeling like they want to really dig in and learn a little bit more about the brain reboot method and reach out to David, please. um, You'll find his Instagram handle and his website in the comments. David, do you have any programs or free offers or anything that you'd like to offer anyone in my audience?
1: I do. I have a first free visit, a first brain, a brain reboot session uh, for the first five people to reach out to me within 30 days from this publication.
0: Okay. Awesome. So if you're out there listening and you want to take advantage of this offer, you'll find that link in the show notes as well. Um, and you can take advantage of uh, being one of those five people, hopefully. So David, thank you again for making time to chat with me.
1: Thank you for giving me the space.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and if any, like I said, anyone out there is interested and wants to learn more about David or the brain reboot method, please reach out to him through any of his links in the show notes. And if you are an entrepreneur in the health and fitness or wellness space, doing something, you know, what that you want to be unique and different, please come over and join me in my innovate and grow Facebook group for entrepreneurs, health, fitness, wellness. If you have a brick and mortar practice, brick and mortar studio, um, if you're just trying to go online, just getting started, even if you're marketing a product. Um, right now, we're really faced with a tremendous opportunity. Um, we're coming out of the pandemic and the world needs what we offer. Uh, the world needs all of us and the world needs to hear your voice. So please come over and join me there because um, that's the best place to get advice on not just advice, but just tips and ideas about how to position your message and your offer differently in the online space. Um, The online space is only going to get bigger, folks. Um, And that just, that means that doesn't have to mean a bad thing. It means that there are more and more people out there that are looking for solutions. So I really want to invite you and encourage you, if that's you, to come over and join me there and be part of this journey with me. Um, I just want to take a moment before I sign off and thank you for all of your support of the show. We're coming up on our three-year birthday this summer. And know that I could not do all this without you. We're heard all over the world. Um, We have listeners in many different countries, and I know I could not do it without you. So just know how appreciative I am and how thankful I am. This is the reason why every week I show up and deliver you top quality content, because how we do ourselves is everything. Um, You know, our, our bodies and our minds are two of our greatest assets, and it is up to us to be able to. Uh, put that put our best foot forward literally almost every day we have one life on this planet we don't know when that last time around the sun is going to be so um so let's start today by making that a priority this is Alison kaskowski with the ultimate journey in self-care you are one step closer to living your ultimate life so make it a good one